welcome back to Submitted to Serve on this evening. I have two special guests with me. I have Minister Kevin Kukula and I have Danasia Spring with us this evening. I'm so blessed for the opportunity to be able to commune with them and share the word of the Lord. And I just would like for them to introduce themselves. Hello, everybody. My name is Danasia Spring. I am glad to be before you today. Hello, everybody. I salute and I greet each and every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. My name is Kevin Kakula, and I'm so delighted to be a part of Submitted to Serve tonight. Amen, amen, amen. I was going through the word today, and I came across this scripture in Ecclesiastes 11.4, and I wanted to expound more on it. I wanted to get some feedback. I wanted to um, really dig deep into the word of God, and, and Ecclesiastes um, is, is, is a book of wisdom to me. But before we tap in, we're just going to go into a quick prayer. And I'm going to ask our minister, Kevin, to just, you know, start us off with a, a, a beginning prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity and we thank you for always opening the door. As we begin our podcast tonight, we ask you that you may be the one who lead us. We are asking you, Jesus Christ, that you may reveal your wisdom to each and every one of us that it might be for the building of our salvation and that we may be enhanced with all truth that comes from you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for always listening to our prayers. And it is through Jesus Christ, your Son, do we pray and we also believe. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So Ecclesiastes 11.4, it says, who, He who watches the wind, waiting for all conditions to be perfect, will not sow. And he who looks at the cloud will not reap a harvest. And this is coming out of the Amplified Version. Now, Minister Kukula, I would like for you to expound on that. Okay. According to me, I do believe that uh, sometimes as human beings, we sit down and we actually wait for uh, our conditions in life to be perfect in order for us to go out and do something which we desire we want to do. Sometimes we are kind of programmed and conditioned to getting everything that we need to have in order to do whatever we want to do to an extent that we really miss what is really essential and important for us to do whatever we need to do. We kind of set our eyes on uh, material things. Maybe we need some financial resources or maybe we need some material resources in order to maybe pursue our dreams or maybe to start our businesses, or maybe to go to school, or maybe to just, you know, build ourselves in our respective areas. However, uh, that is all the things of the material. That's the things of the flesh. But uh, for that reason, if we keep on relying on whatever we see with our eyes, we will miss out whatever is really essential. Because if we be uh, the children of God, professing that we walk by faith, we have to stop setting our eyes upon material things and setting our eyes upon spiritual things. And this introduces us to faith. If we walk by faith, we will not regard the things of the material. Because if we walk by faith, we will only look to what the word of God is saying. We will only look to what God has in store for us. Now upon that faith, we will be able to pursue our dreams in the respective areas of our lives. So that is what I really believe that uh, we can, uh, in one way, dissect that word to actually give us this type of a revelation. Amen. 
Amen. And that's what I was saying myself that so often we, like so many people, it makes me look and think about people who say, I got to get my life together, or I have to be right before I get with Christ, or I have to get my money right before I sow a seed, or I have to have this amount of money before I could do what God called me to do. And the crazy thing about that, we serve a God of now. And if God has called us to that thing, he's going to perform it and he's going to provide for everything that we need. And the very blessing that we're praying for is a part of us sowing, whether it be our time, whether it be our resources, whether it be in love, whatever it is that God is calling us to at that moment, we have to do it then, not waiting on the perfect. There will never be a perfect condition. That perfect condition may never come around. You may never reach and, and hit that, that, uh, that point of finances you desire you may not get that million dollars you may not get that trillion dollars and what happens if you're living paycheck to paycheck for the rest of your life are you still going to uh, be slowful and procrastinate in the things of God and not begin to sow into the kingdom and when I read that I thought that was powerful that too many of us are sitting around waiting for this perfect condition for you know whether it even be our perfect help when I get my body together when I get my health right or when I get my finances in order or once I finish with school whatever it is that people use these these I call them crutches to not begin to operate in the things in which God has called them to do. Wow. Wow. Um, I can also, you know, testify to that word. And I thank God for this word because it, it is so very true how us as people, not just as a body of Christ, but people in general nowadays usually wait for an opportunity in order to do something. And, you know, just like the example that is used as far as being saved and giving your life to the Lord, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I have to wait until I, I become a certain way or I become a better person in order to give my life to Christ. And that's one of the things that was, you know, coming to me that sometimes so often when we talk to people who may not know the Lord and, you know, they, they're living their lives in a, in a particular way, they usually believe or feel like they got to be a certain way in their mindset or a certain way in their heart in order to give their life to the Lord, where in reality, you know, God, you know, wants us now. And it just makes me think of how, you know, that word where God is the same God yesterday and today and forever. He is the same God that wants to do things in our lives now it's not just waiting until certain things happen in your life in order for God to move. It's not just waiting until you're perfect or waiting until your, your, your mind is together or your heart is together in order for God to do his perfect great will in our lives. So I definitely um, like this scripture and that's what that scripture uh, means to me. And also I can also, you know, agree with that word as far as my own life, you know, being in school and going to work and you know I, there was like a like a, a reality uh, check that had to come with me because you know that that's something that the Lord was also dealing with me you know to not to think just because I'm you know busy when it comes to my personal life that you know God that doesn't mean that God still can't use me Amen. that he can still use Amen. me for his glory he can still do his perfect work in my life and, and for his glory. It's just a matter of 
you know, I don't have to be at a certain place, you know, in life in order for God to be glorified in me, that he can be glorified in me in those things in which I am doing, rather it is in dealing with school, I can be a blessing to somebody in the schoolhouse, if it's with work, to be a blessing to somebody and at the workhouse, you know, it's not just you know, being in a place where I feel like, okay, now God, you can move, you can do what it is that you want to do with me. No, God wants to do that thing in my life right now. And it goes for all of us as believers and Christians. It, it, it shows that, okay, I know that I'm in this position. I know this, this is all of these things is before me, but it still doesn't mean that I can't be a blessing. I don't need to wait until an opportunity in order for God to do his Amen. perfect work. So that is, uh, awesome and, that, and you know what? I'm glad you said that because like you said, so often we're waiting for a perfect condition when we don't realize we serve a perfect God. So we don't need to wait on mm -hmm. circumstances or the finances when we serve a perfect God in that moment. In that moment, Amen, we serve true. a perfect mm -hmm. God. And even with the mm -hmm. things of the spirit, we can't just be waiting around thinking that, you know, God is just going to move. Like we have to sow into the things of the kingdom. We have to mm -hmm. sow in worship. We have to sow in reading the word of God. Mm -hmm. We have to sow in praising that we may reap a spiritual harvest, that we can't just sit around thinking that, okay, when, when God is ready to use me, he'll use me. No, we, we have to play our part mm -hmm. and, and begin mm -hmm. to sow true. into mm -hmm. the things of the spirit. Mm -hmm. it's just like also it's just going back to also being a willing vessel as well amen you know? and being, being Mr. Kevin yeah yeah I also kind of think that uh, all of this will really have to come from a point uh, that you're really willing to get whatever you really want mm -hmm. because uh, if you're really willing to get something you will not look on your situation or you will not look on your circumstance However, you will look at the goal. The Bible says that uh, set your eyes on Jesus, who for the joy that was before him, he endured the cross and despised the shame, and now is seated at the right hand of the Father. Amen. In the same wise, we are called Amen. to be Christ-like. We have to set our eyes upon the goal that is ahead of us. We have to despise the things that are trying to hinder us or are trying to be a limitation to us and you know what just set out for the goal go and reach ahead for what mm -hmm. you really desire and you know god shall give us the desires of our hearts but uh, if Amen. you don't mm -hmm. really pursue yeah. uh, by the zeal that you have within you you can't really get to that thing which you really want so you don't really have to sit on your back and you just wait for the situations to be perfect, just as you said, that we already serve a perfect God. And that's all that we need. Mm -hmm. uh, if we serve a perfect God, he can make any situation be perfect. Amen. We don't have to rely on the situations, but we have to rely on God because God can use mm -hmm. any situation to minister to our lives because out of nothing, God can make anything. So the little mm. that we may have in our situations or the very things that are against us, God might may turn them for our glory. But that comes by us mm. setting first our eyes upon Jesus, not mm. our situations. Mm. For the more we set our eyes on God, we begin to see God glorified and magnified. And once we see God magnified, Amen. our faith is lifted up to another level. And if we have faith that is in a different level, 
we're able to experience miracles that are on a different level. It all comes by us setting our eyes on God, by looking at his word and filling ourselves with the word of God so that we can have a mind like his and operate like God. But if we do not in tune our spirit with the word and the Holy Spirit, we will forever look uh, at the wind and we will forever look at the, at the clouds. And we will use this time, these kind of things to estimate our produce or our result at the end of the season. Mm. And that is earthly minded. The yeah, Bible um, says yeah. that renew your mind. Let, let your mind be renewed. So we have to come to that point that we will renew our mind with the word of God. Yes. Amen. And I, I also want to add to the, when you said about how God, you know, give us the desires of our hearts. You know, so many times I, we, you know, Christians in general overlook that scripture and usually think that, you know, God, when it says God will give us the desires of our heart, it just means like um, God will give us desires of our own you know, um own desires of our own hearts but just as you said you know just being in God just being in his word and seeking his face you know we'll begin to uh as we are being transformed into his likeness because you know we're growing in him just by being in his word and seeking his face and by that we are gaining and having desires that we wouldn't even know we would have in the first place to know that the desires of our hearts is not just our own but God gives us those desires in the first place to do what it is that he 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 wants us to do or what want us to walk into but it is you know spending time in his word you know spending time and being in him and and having that connection with our father he will begin to do that transformation in our lives to a point that we will begin to have desires that we wouldn't know amen, we would have. Amen, and that is so, so true. Like the closer amen. you draw to God, the closer you're in his presence, that our desires begin to shift. What we would normally desire, mm -hmm. they're now shifting because we're shifted. We're changing, and we're changing mm -hmm. into the image of God and more in his likeness, and we're starting to desire the things of the kingdom. So now God is able to press upon us his desire for our life. And I love that about God, that he, mm -hmm. he's a gentleman, that he doesn't just mm -hmm. demand, that he, he, he love on us in a way that he begins to shift us first before he begins to place those desires so that we can begin to, he kind of makes it seem like it's our idea. <laughs> That's how much he loves us. Like he, he allows us to feel like it's True. our idea. Oh, I want this. But the truth of the matter is we wouldn't have wanted that before Christ. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have, we yes, wouldn't have wanted so the things of God mm -hmm. before Christ. I wouldn't have wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. be on a podcast or go on a church every Sunday, Bible study, prayer call. Those desires came getting into that relationship. Those desires came when we got close to the vine. So I thank God for that. And, and, it, and it kind of feel like, you know what? I love going to church. I love doing Bible study. I love doing this. I love doing that. And he loved us enough to allow us to have that. Yes. And another thing I, w I would like to say is it is so true. But, um, you know, it's awesome to know that as we draw closer to God and be in him, it is it is something to know to, that God is a perfect time in God and all things, you know, work together 
in its in its perfect timing because that's who he is in our life he does things on time as i have grown in my relationship with him and knowing him in my life i come to know that he does things on time and just as we have talked about you know when we're in the word of God and we're having that one-on-one connection with our heavenly father, that we are becoming more like him and we are doing things and having a mindset like him. We wouldn't have to worry about waiting for an opportunity to do things. We would just do them because that's how God works. He does things on its, in, in its, in his own way. He does things in perfect timing. So it's just like us that when we begin to have a mindset that is like God, when we begin to walk and do things that is like the Lord, we'll begin to do things, you know, in that perfect timing, not waiting for opportunity to do some certain things, just like the scripture that we are discussing Amen. today. And and I thank God for the opportunity mm-hmm. because it's even important and it's so vital that we understand that we have to move. We serve a God of movement. We can't just, there's a time to be still. Mm-hmm. Once again, in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's times that God, he said, be still and know that I'm the Lord. There's times he wants us to be still, but then there are times that we got to move and we have to be in sync with the Holy Spirit and in line with the Holy Spirit. And we can't be just sitting around being slowful, being you know lazy, waiting on God to do something that he's waiting on us to move. He's waiting on us to do. He's waiting on us to begin to sow into the very thing we're asking him for. You know, maybe we need to spend more time in prayer. Maybe we need to sow into fasting. Maybe we need to sow and giving our time to the ministry, whatever it is that God has put on our heart. We have to begin to operate in those things and not just say, I'm going to wait on God to just do what he's going to, whatever God is going to do, he's going to do. But God is requiring us to move. And I thank God that when I saw that, because it it makes me want to get up and do more. Like, I know the things that God has put on my heart. I know the vision that the Holy Spirit has given me. And I can't see that vision be made manifest, not moving, not working, not putting my my hand to the plow, not sowing the seed of doing the work and doing the videos and doing the podcast. I have to begin to begin to sow into the future I'm praying for. Uh, Amen. It kind of brings uh, to mind what uh, Jesus Christ said actually in the Bible that uh, uh, the faith of a mustard seed uh, can bring out the, the, one of the largest trees. But again, when you actually look at the, the book of the, the epistles, it says that uh, faith that has no actions is dead, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even as a body without a spirit. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we sit down waiting, and waiting is not bad because you have faith. You are waiting because mm-hmm. if you won't really believe in something, you won't be using your time just waiting. But I mean, until you do something, that is called wasting of time. But when you do something that is investing your time, so there is a difference if you just sit down and you don't really do anything and you're just like waiting that is like more like a dead faith mm. your faith without action is dead but once you supplement actions to your faith your faith is alive and that is Amen. the kind of faith that god is looking for the kind of faith that will give life to the very things that you are hoping for if you're willing for you waiting for clouds and wind to make the the rain drop and give life to your produce or your plants, it's never gonna happen in the spiritual things. 
you have to go out there. You have to put out your efforts on your faith so that mm-hmm. you will see whatever you're dreaming for materialize. So majority of the Christians have a vision. They have a firm belief of God and uh, the, 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 the capabilities of God. But they themselves are entangled by the spirit of complacency. They're mm-hmm. not really willing to go out there and, you know, act upon whatever they want. And they're tied by complacency or maybe uh, laziness or maybe fear. That mm-hmm. is something that people uh, really need to be willing to get rid of. Fear plays a major role. Absolutely. You're correct. Absolutely. Or until you get rid of that, it will ever stand as a stagnation. It will ever stand as your barricade. It will ever stand as your limitation. You can't really do anything with it. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, that- I mean, having that action is really, really important. Uh, and having that faith, too, is really, really important to actually see these things that you're willing for or hoping for coming into uh, manifestation. Amen. Yet you are so correct when you said fear, because fear will really cause people to hinder in so many things that God would want them to see and do for the kingdom of God, the blessings and the the breakthrough that God has that's awaiting for us on the other side of us getting outside of that fear. And we're waiting on that moment where I'm not afraid, or I'm not going to be afraid tomorrow. Like we put off so much, but we're putting off because we're afraid. And I think we're afraid because we're looking at our own inadequacy. I love the scripture, not by, it's not by might, it's not by power. And so often we got to really understand that, that it's not about our might. It's not about our capabilities. It's not about our ability to do anything. It's only by the Holy Spirit of God. And when we begin to rely on the Holy Spirit of God, fear has to leave. Fear cannot be, fear, fear cannot be in the same place as the Holy Spirit. So only one, only one can be there. So we have to make that decision and declare, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of wisdom. You're the spirit of counsel. You're the spirit of might. And I want you to take over that I can begin to perform and begin to sow in the things of God and begin to do and begin to plant and begin to build in all of the things in the areas in which God has given me to do. Yes, amen. That's so true because we know for a fact that fear is not connected with God, just like the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And you just can imagine how much can God can really move in our lives if fear wasn't something that was, you know, in hold people. Yeah, holding us back. Day. Fear holds us back and it's so mm-hmm. hold us. Mm-hmm. and it's so mm-hmm. important that we become against that spirit and begin to hold on to the spirit of God that we would be empowered that we would be strengthened that we would be quickened in the Mm -hmm. spirit and begin to be lifted up because he's a lifter of us he lifts up our head and I thank God that he 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 sent us his spirit to begin to take us on these journeys that we could not go outside of the Holy Spirit and that's really what it is decreasing Mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit can increase because we cannot do it outside of the Holy Spirit. And that's where fear has an opportunity to creep in because we think we have something to do what God is calling us to do. And we don't, all God is calling us to do is just be obedient. And then once we just make that decision to do it, the Holy Spirit will take, take the lead and begin to do it, do the work for us. We just have to yield to the Holy Spirit and just follow his lead. 
and I really think that has to also like you know more so do with obedience because mm-hmm. in as much as we may not be courageous on our own we God can give us the, the spirit of obedience and in obeying him the Holy Spirit will act through our obedience to perform Amen. great and mighty things but what really happens if we don't really walk according to obedience we Amen. begin to operate in a spirit that is not of God we begin to operate in the spirit of fear now as we all know that once once we give our lives our lives to Jesus our lives are no longer our own they belong to Jesus likewise our bodies they don't belong to us they belong to Jesus so we know that God has not given us the spirit of fear but he has given us the spirit of love and self control the spirit of mm-hmm. God but if we have the spirit of fear and God has not given us this kind of stuff what is it really doing in our lives how mm. we invited it how mm. we accepted it because if we accept something that is not ours then it will make us more like a thief mm. now the bible says you shall not steal but if you take something that does not belong to you even though that thing is imposed on you and you don't and you do not reject it you accept it in your life you can be guilty of it possessing it or not uh, rejecting it so mm-hmm. in as much as sometimes we may face these struggles in life and uh, we have like a spirit of fear or something that is trying to hinder us we have to reject it we have to re- uh, to to refuse to get accustomed mm-hmm. for until we refuse to get accustomed we will never be victorious the bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you but Amen. if we don't it will always remain with us and jesus christ doesn't want that to happen in our lives amen amen I am just so blessed by this opportunity mm-hmm. to be able to sit down with you guys and just begin to just break down the word of God and go through the scriptures because it's so important because the Bible says that we should go line upon line, precept upon precept, and and then all you're getting, get an understanding. And it's so important that we understand what God is trying to say to us in this season and in this time because this is the end times and we need to be able to understand the word of God like never before we need to be able to hear the voice of God like never before because it is time it is so time for us to begin to rise up as the children of God so I'm just so grateful that I was blessed by the both of you coming on submitted to serve coming Amen. on and blessing me with the opportunity to break bread with you guys and commune with God with you guys. And I'm, I know for a fact that he said where there are two or three, he is in the midst. So I know Jesus has showed up Amen. and I'm so grateful. It's and I thank you guys for joining me. And I pray that you will both come back and visit me again. And we will begin to break down the word of God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you again Amen. for joining. Submitted to serve. Thank you. Thank you.